0: Hello and welcome everyone to the sphere of Netflix, the good, the bad, and the even worse. Today we are reviewing the Netflix original Tall Girl. My name is Will Fligg and... My name is Barrett Fagan. So let's get straight into it. So Barrett, I kind of want to just refresh our minds over the atrocity we just watched. Um, so let's just start with an overview, if that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It was,
1: a, it was a really tough watch. I mean, this is definitely a movie. I don't, uh, I don't know what else I could say. Past it being a film. It has characters. It definitely um, has scenes in it.
0: That's that's a good thing, I would say, movie-wise. Uh, yeah. Um, it also, you know, it has characters. Uh, it's produced by Netflix, so it fits our requirements. Oh, so, yep. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so, just starting off, some few key characters. So, the main character, her name is Jody, and she's this six-foot-one... Oh, six-foot-one-and-a-half, actually. Sorry, six-foot-one-and-a-half just high school student, uh, trying to get throughout her daily life, and it just encases the struggles, I guess, of a tall girl, hence the name Tall Girl. Um, Jack is another side character who is... What is it?
1: Um, he's probably around, like, five foot, I'd say.
0: Yeah, he's very short, and he also is madly in love with Jody with cringe pickup lines that it's, it's just hard to watch. He's just hitting on her constantly. So those are basically the two main characters and so we meet jody with the starting scene of her talking to a guy in the library they're both sitting down and then the guy's about to ask her out on a date he stands up and she stands up and oh no she's six foot one and the guy is five two so he um ignores her and says oh no i was just i didn't want to have a date with you whatever um also kind of sad but the amount of cringe i felt when watching that part oh, yeah. might have killed me
1: the opening scene really set the stage for the rest of the the film in a way that I don't think I was mentally prepared for before watching this. I mean mm-hmm. just the the standing and the oh wow, she's huge.
0: Mm-hmm. And the fact
1: that all of the actors are so short, like all of them are very short. I
0: mean honestly that's great for the cinematography. Like the fact that they were able to showcase how tall and exasperate her height through the other characters really does have a pretty good, you know, filming sequence. Um, so this film was so infuriating for me. Because the one question I heard uh, eight times, I counted, was how's the weather up there? So throughout the entire movie, I counted each time it was said. And it was eight times uh, because, oh, she's so tall. How's the weather up there? Really horrible joke, too. I mean, I feel like people could get a little bit more creative. But anyways, let's just get back to, you know, overall. We're meeting Jody. She's getting harassed because she's tall. And so then we meet her sister. Her sister's, what's her name? Um, I Harper, it, I think. No, Harper, Harper. Harper, yes. So, Harper is very attractive. She wins beauty pageants all the time, but... Oh, don't
1: forget, Harper also struggles with a disability known to many people in America,
0: actually. called them um, allergies. Yeah, so Jody quantifies this, you know, allergies, a balance in the genetic universe. Because although she, Jody is tall, Harper <laughs> struggles with allergies. I'm sorry for losing composure right there, but I don't see how that in any way well, balances I mean, the genetic universe. I just
1: I mean it just it's fair. Yeah. I mean you have two very attractive blonde well, semi attractive and then very attractive blonde characters. They just need to have some like characteristic about them that develops like throughout the plot. And I'm sure as we get through this overview, we'll see how the allergies have developed Harper as a
0: character and how <laughs> being tall has developed Jodie as a character in a very meaningful way. I'm sure we'll see some sort of character development foreshadowing there isn't. Um, so let's just continue. We go into class, it's science, Jack shows up. And what's interesting about Jack is this fool carries around a milk carton, or a milk box, right? Uh, I've I... I call it a milk box. Um um a milk box. And he's been carrying it around for ten something years and no one knows why. He uses it as a backpack, right? He yeah, puts, he his, uses he puts it his as books. a backpack. I don't know. If I see someone show up to school, you know, with a shopping cart, I would also be kind of confused. But you know, kid does what he does. He's kinda got style. He's some rings, nice mm, my main
1: issue with especially the mean girls in this movie, um, there's Kinda of like a clique of mean people that are known mm-hmm. for bullying. And I feel like Jack gets spared an unusual amount of bullying. I mean Jody gets bullied just for being, what, six foot one
0: and a half, and, and a half. And a half
1: and a half. And this kid walks around, he's probably like four ten, maybe. No, I think he's car- like five six. Carries around a milk box with his books in it and has a locker with pictures of Jody in it. And he does not get made fun of once in the film.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I didn't really think about that. Um, so, yeah, speaking of just, like, bullies in general, generic Disney movie, or, you know, generic movie, there's a bully who's the antagonist. Her name's Kimmy. So she's just a plain run-of-the-mill antagonist, but but she really isn't. There's a scene in the movie where Jody flashbacks to all the, like, mean things uh, Kimmy has done to her, and the only flashbacks we get are Kimmy saying Jody's hands are super big, um when Jody was doing her talent, whatever who she wanted to be, she's like, I want to be Taylor Swift. And Kimmy just said more like taller Swift. Like <laughs> if you're gonna bully her, at least you gotta be like funnier. Like I would not have let that slide personally, because it's just not funny.
1: Yeah, I mean the whole thing with the bullying is that 90% of the stuff that is being bullied. It's just not bullying. <laughs> it just isn't <laughs> bullying. At least in my personal... Like, I feel like if you're going to drive home the... You're tall. Yeah. At least pull, like, a Spider-Man, where they're actually bullied through high school. Yeah. Not like a, oh, Not ha-ha. that we can
0: send to any bullying in any sh- way, shape, or form. It's just this movie is just not typical of what bullying is in oh. traditional movies.
1: And I feel like they've laid out a pretty easy, like, copy-paste format for how mm-hmm. to build a high school bully over the years of Netflix originals, and this just... Really flopped on that ger- uh, generic formula.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, we learn that Jody is the tallest person in the school. Getting back to the summary, and she's talking to Jack one day, and she she goes, "I need to find someone, you know, to ask me out who's taller than me." Jack's like, "There's no way you're gonna find someone who's taller, funnier, smarter at this school."
1: Boom! Enters Steig, <laughs> hot, tall, long hair. Swedish smart boy, smart boy. In walks into the classroom. He looks like Jody's identical twin. I kid you not.
0: Enter Monica. <laughs> yeah. So Stig enters into this classroom, and immediately you see his hair flowing backwards in the wind. You hear the music of the. Oh my God! It's my dream. And you know Jody just doesn't know what to think. She doesn't know what to do. Anything. He walks in and she is completely lost her words because no way her wish has just been fulfilled. Can we
1: talk for a second? Why is every film where there's like a hot new character why are they always Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a Swedish person, but I I refuse to believe that they are all like six three and beautiful. Where did this like stereotype come from?
0: Uh, I mean, that's a very good question. That's a very... I mean, I have no idea. Anyways, so... <laughs> so, Jack comes over, and he is, you know, completely appalled by Stieg. He's like, oh, no, this man's competing for my girl. You know how it is. So the day continues, and then they go outside to his mom, and guess who's in the car? Stieg. Steeg is the transfer student, and... <laughs> Jack is going to be housing him for the rest of the year. So the funniest line I ever like heard from Jack was just con- considering that he is the comedic relief, there was no comedy. Hang
1: on, hang on, hang on. Calling Jack anything with the word comedic in it is a very, very far stretch. I maybe laughed twice at this movie, not with this movie, <laughs> at this movie, and none of it was due to Jack. Dunkelman. What an awful last name.
0: Okay, but you have to admit, the funniest line he said was, we're going to have to ship Steak back like America used to do. That was a pretty funny line. But, again, if that's the only thing you have to contribute as the comedic relief, there's nothing really there. And so, day continues, whatever. They're back at school the next day. And I'm sorry, but what is with this cheerleading routine in the middle of the hallway as a cutscene? Did you see
1: that? I don't think that... (laughs) they can make a Netflix original without some sort of breakdancing cheer routine. I don't, I think it's something in the contracts at Netflix. Okay.
0: But it's two minutes of like 15 cheerleaders just dancing in a hallway. Like imagine, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get to class, man. I'll I'll see you at lunch. Oh my God, dude, the cheerleaders are back at it again. I guess I can't go this way. Like it's the middle (laughs) of school day. Timmy trips, falls,
1: face plants against the stairs. Oh my God. I'm rushing Timmy to the infirmary.
0: No. Nope. Dance break. <laughs> yeah, so just all these different cheerleaders taken out of the hallway. It was it was completely weird. So Jody comes to the realization at the end of this incredibly cringy dance routine during the school day that she needs a makeover. <gasps> Guess what? Makeover time, and her sister,
1: Harper, is an expert at makeovers. Also, how did they get Sabrina Carpenter in this movie? Like, I don't know. I don't know how they, like, manufactured to, like, shove her, very literally shove her in this movie. Because mm-hmm. I like Sabrina Carpenter. She's in some good stuff. So is Steve Zahn. I like him, mm-hmm. too. The dad. I like them. Why? There was There's no reason they had to ruin their careers in this movie. Absolutely no reason.
0: But, like always, it's a generic makeover, just like everything. So... She gets her hair done. She gets makeup. She finds a dress. Now, this dress is going to be showcased. We're going to elaborate it further during homecoming, but... Oh, my God. We're, we're going to talk more about it, but <laughs> be ready. So, we ho- hold up. It's night now. So, she gets a call from the phone book, and it's, you know, it's Steeg. Steeg is calling her. No way. She's like, oh my, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He goes, hey, I was wondering if you could take me to homecoming. And she's like, how did you get this number? And his response is, "I looked it up under the phone book as a big ugly giraffe." <laughs> okay, you have to give credit. This is a pretty funny line in the movie. So, it wasn't actually Stieg. It was a prank call. Um, it was this uh, guy named Shipner. No, I believe his, his name is weird. It's a, yeah. It's a essentially name.
1: he's the like puppy dog do whatever you say of the
0: Kimmy. popular antagonist Kimmy. Kimmy. So, Bear, what happens after that with the <laughs> with the prank call is that? You know, Jody is now very, very, very insecure. Whenever she sees Kimmy or uh, Schnipner, she tries to hide in the hallways, and so she magically hides in a music room. And who's in the music room?
1: Oh, my God. Please tell me it's
0: Stieg. It's Stieg, and guess what he's playing? What is he playing? He's playing the piano from his favorite, favorite musical, Guys and Dogs. <laughs> that is
1: the all-time <laughs> worst musical I don't think that would go in my top 25. And I've seen like roughly 26 musicals. Like I
0: would understand Hamilton, Wicked,
1: except But Guys and Dolls? And not only is Guys and Dolls Steeg's favorite, it also happens to be Yodi's favorite.
0: No way. Oh, he calls her Yodi in the in the film. If we if we switch back and forth, that's why. That, <laughs> what a magical coincidence. They both find each other in the music room, listening to uh, guys and dolls somehow. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know
1: that many people that play. Like, I know a lot of people that are very instrumentally gifted. Mm. I don't know many people that can play piano. So what are the odds that these two star-crossed Romeo and yet lovers both know how to play piano and both love guys
0: and dolls? It's, like I said, it's a generic movie, of course. So they, again, really awkward music scenes. They play the piano together and they sing. And it's really weird because it's not really good. And then somehow Kimmy catches them. And it's really weird because it's supposed to, you know, in between classes, it's like five minutes. But they're there for like eight, you know, nine minutes of playing. So first of all, they probably are late for class. But second of all, just it's like one of the most awkward scenes in the entire movie.
1: I definitely agree. I think it was an unnecessary scene that caused
0: me a decent bit of agony. And I, as always, a really tough watch. (laughs) Very tough. So, yeah, Kimmy catches them. She's like, mine. He's mine. Stinky's mine. And so yeah, it's it's just really, really weird. My
1: favorite part is how Yodi stands up to Kimmy in adversity, stands up to her and (laughs) agrees what she says. She goes, I'm not going for your man. Looks her dead in
0: the eyes with that unbridled 6'1 confidence. 6'1 and a half. 6'1 and a half. Anyways, Jody just goes home and (laughs) this was the one part of the movie in which people over 5'7 were included. Uh, You see, there's a tall toppers club that was (laughs) created and um, founded for tall people. And so they host it (laughs) at Jody's house. I'm sorry, I think I just... Blanked out for a second. Can you re-say the name? (laughs) Yeah. So it's called the Chair Toppers Club or the Tall People Club, and it's only
1: for tall people. My goodness. She is six one and a half. Six one and a half. Still very tall for a girl, but she would be the short one on any good volleyball or basketball team. How in the world is she in a tall persons club? I'm slowly losing my mind going through this film.
0: And she actually hated this club. She didn't want to be included because it made her feel weird, which arguably is a good argument. But after that, Stieg invites her to a musical. Oh my gosh, no way. But let's remember where Stieg is saying, or where Steeg is staying. Barry, where, where is Stieg saying? Dunkelman's house. <laughs> Jack's house. So, <laughs> guess who third part is the entire time? <laughs> Dunkelman. <laughs> and he does the worst third partying ever. He just walks across the musical they're trying to watch, uh, walks across the TV a couple times.
1: I think he tries to cook
0: a, I think he tries to cook a smoothie and pizza at the same time, and then he just slides in between Yodi and um, steeg which is, it's just weird. So,
1: yeah, it was a ultimate Big Brother move, kind of sliding in there just. <laughs> Y'all are separate now. Mm -hmm. Y'all are separate. You're sweet, tall, glass-of-water Yodi and super sexy Swedish Steeg About to get it on, watching this movie, maybe doing a little cuddling, maybe sharing some popcorn, maybe they share a soda or two. No. Dunkelman is parting the Red Sea of Love and ending this movie.
0: Yeah, Dunkelman's saving a little room for Jesus. But after that... Yodi and Steve go back to Yodi's house. They're on the train and oh, they kiss. Oh, oh my gosh. My that gosh. Is not PG. So bit of controversy right there. After that kind of gets muddled. They Jodi and Steve go back to like, let's be friends. It's really weird. And then it turns out Snipper likes Yodi a lot. So <laughs> I don't
1: get this. I don't understand whatever, his character. He hates Yodi, like, makes fun of her all the time.
0: Lapdog of Kimmy.
1: Lapdog of Kimmy. And then all of a sudden he's like, dang, Yodi, I kind of like her now. And then Kimmy's all like, what? And he's like, I like Yodi. She's she's kind of fine. I don't, I don't get
0: it. Okay, yeah, so just building off of that, Kimmy's like, okay, let's all go to an escape room. So in the escape room, it is... Yodi, Stig, Kimmy, Schnipner, Jack, and another side character. She doesn't really matter. I don't really know her name. So Did you just say that Paris Belairc doesn't
1: matter? Okay. The star of my favorite childhood TV show, Lab Rats, does not matter.
0: Okay. Um, I does love Lab Rats. Does not okay, matter. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. She does matter. I just don't know the character's okay. name. I thought, Anyways, I thought so, we were friends. In the okay. escape room, They realize they're not going to finish, and there's 15 minutes left. So what do these high school teenagers do?
1: Well, essentially, what they get down to is...
0: (laughs) It's PG-13, to say the least. And Yodi eventually is like, I can't do this. And then she ends up not being able to get out of the room they were in because it's an escape room. Can we
1: talk about the fact that while they were in this weird <laughs> Yodi and Steeg were both with other people and they were still making vicious eye, eye contact. contact with the other <laughs> person across the room that is the weirdest yeah, scene I have contact. ever watched in a Netflix movie
0: That I know um, it, it, it's, just, it's not bad it's not as bad as you think but it's, it's just the weirdest thing ever so let's just fast forward to the next school day. Let's forget that. Just burn that out of our minds. He goes, "Oh my gosh, it's ingrained in my memory." So Jody invites Stieg to her sister's pageant. And again, you know Harper, uh, beauty pageant. And so he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll show up." And then he says, "You should show up to my to my house. I'm hosting a party." So he's hosting a party at Jack's house, even though it's not even Stieg's house that he owns, which is really interesting.
1: I'm really confused. On where in the world, maybe it's from Sweden, maybe it originates in Sweden, where Stieg finds the nerve, because he's (laughs) still dating Kimmy. He's going on dates with Yodi, secretly, like, is hosting some party at his family's hostess house for some overseas program. Where did Stieg find
0: (laughs) the nerve? I guess he was just born like that. But, yeah, imagine what happens when she goes to the pageant and the entire time, Stieg never shows up. (laughs) So she's, you know, whatever. Her dad hates Stieg. Now he's like, I'm going to kill him. Yada, yada, yada. Typical stuff. She goes to the party and Stieg is there. He's like, oh, my gosh, I was helping Jack set up the party, etc. Yada, yada, excuse, excuse. But then you want another final straw? While he was talking to her, he took a selfie with another guy.
1: Oh my gosh, Steeg is a celebrity. I actually, at our school, we have some foreign exchange students, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just a few, just a few. Every like year or so, we get like probably, I'd say five across the whole school. Yeah, sure. I don't, I like, I've liked all the foreign exchange students I've ever met. They're all very nice. But none of them are like... I'm going to take over this school yeah. and make it mine. <laughs> Steeg is a dictator and a tyrant. And he takes over this generic Netflix original high school in less than a month
0: mm-hmm. and is
1: now the most famous person there. He <laughs> is a, he's never been to America before. Yeah. How does he know what he's doing? I, I don't know. He even thinks of himself as a dork, which is just crazy. That's something else I don't like. Why is, uh, we already covered the Swedish, beautiful whatnot, but they say that <laughs> Steve, this hunky, six foot three, blonde, okay, we, get it. we get it, you like him. Steig is ugly, a dork and a loner. Back in Sweden, in what world is this tall glass of water a loner? I Indeed. refuse to believe.
0: It is very weird but let's get back to this party he takes us out with another guy she's like Mm-mm, no more i'm done she gets out goes to sleep and <laughs> i think the most awkward movie of the scene like the awkward scene ever occurs from this because jack wakes her up by like caressing her hair i, I don't
1: okay so this whole thing is jack... And she's in her own house
0: jack... She's in her own house
1: Oh my gosh, you just smacked the microphone. Sorry. Jack comes to what? Give her a gift, I believe? Or yeah. say, say yeah. apologize and explain to her what happened. He apologized for Steek, And he comes and I don't know who let him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has a key. Knowing Jack, he has he a key. probably has a key. Dunkelman manufactured his own key to Jody's room. Gets in her room and he's like petting her hair while she sleeps. Mm-hmm. And apparently every Netflix original main cast female had to have taken some sort of self-defense class. Apparently oh, yeah. Netflix doesn't believe that any main character can fight for themselves unless given a defense class. So she like absolutely clobbers Dunkelman. Mm-hmm. Dunkelman is probably the weakest person in the entire movie. And Yodi's probably up there with like the top five people I wouldn't want to get punched by. Mm-hmm. So she absolutely clocks him. And he's just sitting there dumbfounded like, Why'd you hit me? I was only petting your hair.
0: <laughs> so she, he actually got her a present. Uh, it was, it were, it was drag high heels because her feet are really big. So the only you know high heels he could get were from drag, a drag store, and you know why not make a tall girl taller and more insecure by her logic because she is taller, but he says, okay, this will be better for you whenever you want to marry someone here at High Yields. And so then she learns about why Jack has an eye, has a black eye. So he has a black eye because during the party, he stood up for her, and Schnipner punched the crap out of him and beat him up. So, yeah, it was pretty horrible to, to watch. I mean, it was not even a good fight, but...
1: I feel like it's the very classic end to every Netflix movie. Nerdy boy in love with girl who likes popular guy ends up defending her honor against popular guy that treats her poorly and then gets absolutely pummeled.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, you know, flash forward, we're at homecoming. Jody embraces her height just like everything else. She wears the dumbest looking dress I could ever think of. She looks like George Washington. Uh, her suit and tie are from her beauty session, like we said.
1: I don't know. I I love Serena Carpenter, actually, mm-hmm. I, I do like her in most of her films. I do not like Harper, however. What was she she thinking? She claims to be some makeup goddess of a sort and then picks out a, not even a dress, a weird pantsuit Mm -hmm. for Yodi. And I'm fine with pantsuits. I'm fine with pantsuits. But she actually resembles one of the founding fathers and I cannot get over it. Who picked that out and why? Why was it blue? Why did it have the weird ruffles in the Mm -hmm.
0: middle? Why any of it? I understand that she's trying to embrace her tallness and like be unique, but... Don't see how that helps. So she breaks her tongue and she says she's so much more. And then she goes to Jack's house and she's like, I actually love you. Whatever, whatever. Oh,
1: uh, I've actually, we've been recording for what, how long? 25 minutes. 25 minutes for these 25 minutes. And even from the last time I watched this movie, I have been dreading finishing out this episode because we'd have to talk about the final scene. The which, milk box. Is the milk box. This might go down as my top five least favorite, laugh out loud, cringe in my seat, go to the bathroom and throw up scenes in any movie I've ever watched. And I watched the emoji movie
0: twice. (laughs) Yeah, so the reason why Jack has been carrying around this milk box for 10 plus years (sighs) is so he can stand on it to kiss her. Are you serious? That's the dumbest thing i i just it it makes no logical sense he's been waiting 10 years to look like an idiot for one moment he's been looking like an idiot for 10 years just so he can kiss a girl yeah i mean it just isn't it isn't practical either i'm not into pda
1: or anything i think pda especially in movies is like weird Mm -hmm. but like imagine this happened anywhere where it wasn't his house is bro going to take his little books out of his milk box? And, oh, 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 let me it th- down th- 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 real quick. And then put his milk box on the floor. Just stand up and like stand on this little milk crate and kiss Yodi in front of like a hundred people. That that's... kid would be bullied out of whatever state he is in.
0: Indeed, and Gosh, he deserves to be. Okay. So that's basically the end of the movie. So let's just get onto your reviews. I'm... We are going to categorize it by five sections, 20 points each. And the five sections are characters, acting, plot, cinematography, and themes. So I'm going to start off. Characters was very low for me. I give that a 4 out of 20. So I just thought there's no depth. Uh, you know, it's each of them are standard run-of-the-mill generic Disney, Netflix characters. And they only have one characteristic, which becomes their entire personality. Yodi is tall. Uh, Jack is trying to be funny. Mm. Horribly. Yeah. Mm. E- etc. Now moving on to acting. I actually thought acting wasn't that bad. It, it, just, it just wasn't persuasive. It was pretty trashy. And I think one of the backyardigans could have done better. So I, I give acting a 6 out of 20. And for plot. Plot was actually, I gave it a 10 out of 20 because although there's no character development, it's a standard ending, standard completely plot, it does what it needs to do. It's just there. So that's why I gave it a 50. I just, I just couldn't accept it. And then cinematography, every single transition shot consisted of either the protagonist's house or the school. The transitions came with the cheerleaders just ruined me, so I had to give cinematography a 6 out of 10. And I don't know how they made a two-hour movie that was literally hell to watch into an eternity of high eye torture with, like, with the scenes. And then themes, I said 4 out of 20 because the only theme is overcoming being tall. So that's my review. In total, I gave it a 30 out of 100. So take that with what you want. Barrett, what about you?
1: So here's how I broke down my review. Characters. I like, I really like a lot of the actors in this movie. Unsure how they ended up here. I don't know what. (laughs) Weird deal they made with Netflix to sell their soul to this godforsaken movie. I give characters a five, though. I like the actors, but the characters themselves, just, they're awful. There's no character yes. development. The main, like, struggle with Yodi is, oh, I'm, like, two inches taller than I want to be. My life is awful. I'm rich. I'm attractive. I go to a nice school. Guys like me. Gosh, I, I just wish I was two inches shorter. Ah. And her sister, amazing, beautiful. She's smart from what we know. Very... Athletic, skilled, gifted, allergies, wow, crippling, disability, allergies. I just, I don't like any of the characters. There's not a single likable character except for maybe Schnipper because he's kind of funny. So that's whatever. So characters I give like have five. Don't like them. No character development. Plot? I went for eight on this one. Maybe a little high, maybe a little high. I thought that the plot was awful. The only reason I excused the plot is because it was okay for the theme they were going for. I know personally, if I was told to make a movie about the struggles of someone Mm -hmm. who's 6'1", I could not have put it together. So I'm surprised that they did. I'm not happy about it. Certainly didn't enjoy watching it. Certainly didn't enjoy watching it a second time to write my review on it, because I forgot to write my review the first time. It was awful. So, I gave it an 8. They worked with what they had. Acting, 10 out of 20. It was alright. I liked the actors. They did a a good job with the hand they were dealt, but the hand they were dealt was awful. So, 10 out of 20. Cinematography actually went really high here. I gave them a 14. Mainly because it's a Netflix original. It's cringy, it's awful, it's Netflix, but they did well. If the cinematography was amazing, it would stand out and be weird. If it was too bad, it would stand out and be weird. It was the perfect middle ground between awful and bad that made it so perfect. 14 out of 20. Theme six. The theme was awful. I can't name one genuine nice thing about this theme. And I've. I'm not trying to be like mean or put down Netflix or put down people that are too tall or have allergies or have to carry around a milk box so they can kiss their crush or people from Sweden. No, the theme was awful. I'm all for a movie about some character trying to overcome some disability or something and then realizing in the end, it's not me that needs to change. It's the world and how they perceive people in my condition. That'd be a good movie. There are movies like that. I've watched movies like that that I put up in the 80 and 90 range. This was not that movie because the disability in question was the fact that she was 6'1 and a half. 6 out of 20, bringing
0: my total score to a 43 out of 100. got Gotta be one of the
1: worst movies I've ever watched. A tough watch.
0: So thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, The Sphere of Netflix, The Good, The Bad, and The Even Worse. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Send in some suggestions for us to watch next. And our next review is going to be The Platform, a Netflix original. So thank you and we'll see you all next time.